if it's meant for you, it's yours. I think we live in a society now where we see, oh my gosh, she she's a model, I can't be a model. Right. Or, oh, she's a designer, I can't be a designer. Or she's a nail tech, or he's a, like, who cares? If it's for you, if it's you're passionate, you. if it drives you, can't nobody take that away from you but yourself. Yes. And a lot of people give up on themselves before they even started. And I've came across this so many times, and it breaks my heart, because I'm like, you are a gift, and you're not even tapping into your potential mm-hmm. yet. Because you're, you're already seeing, you're comparing yourself. And I think that's where social media kind of steered people, where you can go and let social media be um, a benefit to you, or it can be something that hinders you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to determine the two. Welcome to Keys to the Culture Podcast. It's your hostess with the mostest, Maisha, and I am here to tell you all about the keys to the culture where creatives and innovators shape the culture around us and they give relevance to the creator economy. One post at a time. In other words, we're rooting for everybody black. So what is the creator economy? The creator economy is the economy. It is where people of all kinds of creative activities are able to turn it into businesses, brands, partnerships, and able to make a lot of money. So ask yourself, why am I not the one making money? So today we want to give highlights to some people that are doing amazing things in the industry. And one person we'd like to highlight today before we get to our guest is Queen Afua. She is an amazing woman, lifestyle, wellness, and teaching black women how to take care of their bodies. She had a book called Sacred Woman that changed my life and many of the women in my circle. And just like Queen Afua, our guest today is an amazing woman. She focused on lifestyle, health, wellness, financial literacy, beauty, and so much more. We are welcoming Ajane. Oh my God. <laughs> question for you this is our icebreaker okay. when did you know that black creativity is the culture mm, that's a beautiful question um i always knew that black people i always say are the rhythm of the earth um yes. but i think the pandemic showed a lot it did so it kind of just showed you know when creatives went on strike when people were saying you know we're not getting paid enough mm-hmm. you know a lot of things paused so yeah it's true you know i've seen a lot so that's what kind of yeah. scared me. Yeah, yeah, me too. The the pandemic really shaped a lot of people's careers too. A hundred percent. And on social media in general, it really grew brands, mm-hmm. personal or services that they have. And we've shown a lot of growth with black creators. Mm-hmm. So whether that's still TikTok dances, we dancing, yeah. we singing, or we're beauty influencers, et cetera, et cetera. So for you, how has the pandemic really blessed you in that way? Ooh, the pandemic was, it was a gift. Like, yeah. honestly, it was the gift I didn't know that it was, like, needed. It, mm-hmm. you know, I, I graduated college um, the year of the pandemic, and I was like, okay, I got these degrees. I'm about to walk the stage. Yes. And two, three months before, they were like, no, home, <laughs> <Lights> quarantine. <out. laughs> I was like, what? And yeah. I was so, honestly, I was sad because I remember working my butt off and thinking I was about to, you know, get my diploma, walk the stage, and I ended up... Um, graduating doing my makeup when they were like calling my name and like my family was at work and everybody like it just it wasn't what I imagined and so when that happened I was a little bummed but Mm -hmm. then my partner at the time was like let's travel 
And so we traveled the world and the pandemic opened my eyes to a part of me that I didn't know needed to be unlocked. Mm. And I got into a deeper version of myself. I understood myself. I started talking to God to like in in deeper ways that I didn't know I could do. I started just, um, it was magic. It was a magic, you know, and I found that magic within myself during the pandemic. So yeah. That's beautiful. I really feel like it was a soul soul searching moment for my Myself and a lot of mm. other people too because it really made you look at yourself yeah and look at the people around you do I like the people that I spend the most time with yeah. do I like my spouse mm-hmm. do I like myself mm-hmm. and it, it really was like a soul searching journey for a lot of us during the pandemic so in that way was there any areas that you felt that you had to address during the pandemic mm. you know I think for me, it's funny because, like you just said, like yeah. the, it was a relationship um, thing that we faced a lot during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. for me personally, I can say I'm one of those people that was very focused on every relationship that I had prior, yeah. except for the relationship I had with myself. Mm. So during the pandemic, I started drawing more. I started praying mm-hmm. to God, asking what my purpose is on this Ooh. earth. I started um, creating different ideas for businesses. Mm-hmm. I started doing the things that spoke to my spirit and made yeah. me genuinely happy. That's and amazing. yeah, so that was nice. You know what? I did the same thing. I ain't gonna lie. I, I bought some paint. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go back to drawing and painting because yeah. I did that as a kid. Yeah. And that's what I did with my pastime. So it brought joy to me. I did a few paintings. I gave it to my friends. I nice. have a couple in my house. You know, you know, a girl's talented, honey. Uh-huh. So we have to, you know, show our little talent. And it also is kind of therapeutic for us, too. Because mm-hmm. my thing is music. I love live music. Mm-hmm. And I was missing that so much during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, we need some music. And then we go to social media. Yeah. And then there's a DJ. They had the concert, girl. <laughs> concert. Them concerts was going up online. Period, girl. I love. And the pandemic had people trying new things out though. Like it, it did. I loved it though, like because I remember I used to play the clarinet in middle school. Not the clarinet, girl. So I bought me a, a little clarinet during <laughs> from Amazon, and I'm over here like. I know my neighbors. <laughs> I know my neighbors was like, "What the hell is she doing?" Listen, because why not? Right? Yes, why not? But I think you know, with social media, it has changed over the last few years too. Yeah. Each platform has their own algorithm, has their own style of doing things, but you were able to build an audience. Yeah. So let's talk about your beginnings on social media and how you created an audience. Yeah, um, I think when I first started, it was on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it was funny because my best friend, April at the time, yes. well, not at the time, she's still my girl to this day, yes. <laughs> like, shout out to April, shout out to April, um, but my best friend, I was like, starting Instagram, and I think my name on Instagram originally was, um, what was it, it was like, uh, it's Ajene or something mm-hmm. like that. And I had a picture go viral of me and I was in a bikini mm-hmm. and this was like, it was so funny. I was like, I probably got like 2,000 or 1,000 likes. And I was like, I'm famous. <laughs> I was like, you can't tell me nothing. And then literally, um, my dad ended up finding a picture oh. and the picture ended up circulating and I remember the way he found out like the worst way. Like, no, not daddy. girl, his friend was like, yo, look at this baddie. Like, like oh, I follow. No. And then my dad's so like, let me see who is it. And it was me. And he oh. was... See, I cannot, daddy. He called me with a quickness. 
And he was like, what the hell do you think you're doing? Like, girl. And so I ended up, um, me and my mom, I remember me and her on the phone that night. And I was like, mom, he wants me to delete my Instagram. I don't know what to oh do. And so she was like, let's change your name. And so mm-hmm. that's when I changed it to It's Just AJ Love. And it was it. so funny because every uh, up until that point, so many people knew me as my name, Ajene. Mm-hmm. And so then my best friend was like, I was like, I'm going by AJ. She's like, go ahead and like, call me AJ. <laughs> she was like, we know you as Ajene. I'm like, watch. And it literally just grew from there. And when I first started, my granddad was taking a lot of my pictures. What? He was my 70-year-old okay, granddad. I would like... Stand him up. I'm like, granddad, all you have to do is hold the phone and just press that button like a thousand oh times. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, and he would just take my pictures for me. And Shout out to granddaddy. Girl, he helped me so much. I got, I ended up working at a modeling agency. One of the uh, photographers at the modeling agency ended up seeing me. He was like, I need some wow. melanin in my portfolio. Um, would you want to shoot? We ended up shooting. This is when, um, what's that platform called? Not Twitter. Um, uh, uh I think it was like Vine or something. I'm Vine, gonna, yes. Was it Vine? Oh, I, believe, I love Vine. I believe it was Vine. It was like the one where people posted. Oh, Tumblr. No, it was Tumblr. Okay. Girl, it was Tumblr. And literally, we posted that picture on Tumblr. It got like 100,000 reposts within the Whoa. next three days. And I was like, oh, this is going to be something. See, yes. Yeah. You know what it is, too? It's representation. Yeah. You know how important that is? That is so important to have black women of all shades yeah. to be represented in media. Yeah. And the fact that everybody's seen it was like, oh, I'm reposting this. This is what yeah. needs to be seen is important. It is. Not just from like, I just want somebody who's sexy or whatever. It's it's powerful. Yeah. And then with the Afro. Let's talk about the Afro here. Girl, gotta represent. <laughs> yes. It's, you know, there's, there's, you hit on many points, you know, mm. the representation really does matter. Because when really I grew does. up, love to love all my queens, but all I saw was like a Carrie Hilson or a Beyonce. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a dark-skinned black woman from Compton, Inglewood, yeah. Hawthorne. I don't represent, like, I don't look like Beyonce. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't look like a Carrie Hilson yeah. growing up. And, you know, and then they had the Ke- uh, the Kellys and they had the uh, Michelles. Yes. And I'm like, Kelly was gorgeous. I loved Dilemma. And I loved Michelle, too. Absolutely. But it was like everybody in middle school or elementary school, like, oh, but I'm going to be the Beyonce. You know right, right, And it was exactly. kind of like that whole uh, like young-minded stigma yeah. type of vibe, and I was just like, you know what? No, like I'm going to be, I'm going to be what God put me here mm-hmm. to be, and I'm gonna live in my power as a woman. And I hope that yeah. you know whatever happens. I never thought it was gonna be be as big as it ended yeah. up growing, you know. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah. But I'm one to also, and I like to make sure I, girls know it's more than your physicality, mm-hmm. though. You like this? We we are the blueprint. Yep. Come on now. Girl, we the blueprint. Say it again. We are the blueprint. So my thing is like this is this comes easy. It's like yeah. what's inside. And that's one thing it took me a, a minute to learn when I've always been like nice and chilled for people, yeah. but it was it took me a minute to really do the inner work that yeah. there's still work. Like so many we often we go to the gym, we want to make yeah. sure our hair is done, our nails, the aesthetics are fine. Yeah. But what's that inner work looking like? Mm-hmm. Because that matters just as much as that outer work. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's one thing. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I think people get into this kind of like role of this is my image mm -hmm. and this is not really who I am. So behind closed doors, I'm taking off my, my wig, I'm taking off mm -hmm. these eyelashes, mm -hmm. and I'm in sweatpants yeah. and, you know, chilling, but that's still beautiful. Yeah. And to show women that there's so many different types of beauty, mm -hmm. and they all are beautiful, and mm -hmm. it's not to make black women monolithic, because we're not, yeah. and we all look different, we have different lifestyles, and to show that representation is really important in different ways. And for you, like, that really shows you as a powerful woman, and the brands that you associate with too. So when it comes to getting brand deals, mm -hmm. like what steps would someone take to mm -hmm. get brand deals? I think the most important one is to a, okay, so there's different ways you can go about it. Make sure your content is in line. Mm -hmm. So first thing you wanna make sure your page, like make sure your name is easy, don't be, bad four nine five one two four like on instagram <laughs> and your name is keith or or rachel like right. if your name is rachel be at rachel last name you yes. get me or like branding is so important so make sure you're branded like a professional yeah. if you want to be treated like a professional mm -hmm. um and when it comes to the steps, I would say have a media kit, have a mm -hmm. brand kit. If you can find representation, an agent, a, t uh, a talent manager, yes. a uh, PR team, mm -hmm. finding all of those people are the right resources. They will then connect you, or you can do it yourself. Yeah. There are ways you can do it. I Definitely. built it up myself. Um, a lot of images I went, I've had went viral, videos I've had went viral. I've had people reach out from those videos yes. to me, and that helped me. Yes. Then I was able to build my team, but there are ways where you can do the reach, the reach outs yourself. Mm -hmm. I just told one of my friends, he's an amazing photographer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, you need to reach out to agencies. Don't sit there and be like, oh, I can't find work in LA. Yes. I'm like, put together all your stuff, put it in a nice, compile a file, yes. send it over with a nice little letter, and say, this is who I am, this is what I represent, this is what I love to shoot, Come let's on, work. Branding. Come on, and like he And he has a meeting with an agency in New York and in LA because of wow. that. So you have to put yourself in the positions, and you can't just expect it to all come. It's like mm -hmm. energy meets energy, you get yes. me? So that's that. Psst. You, come here, come here. Yes, you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's gonna go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today. And you know what's really interesting too? I like how you touched on that because that's what branding is. Mm -hmm. Exactly what she said. That's exactly what branding is and positioning yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think people, even with your emails, don't put at 4962 yes. red hair. <laughs> yes. Make it professional because that matters too. Mm -hmm. And even to take it a step further, if you want to expand your portfolio, you can work in government contracts as mm -hmm. a photographer, mm -hmm. videographer, even model. Mm -hmm. Okay? State, government. Um, and also city contracts, and you do the same thing. Mm. You position yourself, create something called a capability statement, 
which is similar to your resume and portfolio. So there's ways yes, to get girl. money out here, y'all. That's the key right there. Come on. I didn't mean- <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of money in these in these internet streets yes. that you can make and beyond that. So, yes. you know, don't limit yourself. And that comes down to self-belief. And I was going to add yes. a little bit to Come what on. you just said. Get into it. Really knowing that if you're if it's meant for you, it's yours. I think we live in a society now where we see, oh my gosh, she she's a model, I can't be a model, right. or oh she's a designer, I can't be a designer, or she's a nail tech, or he's a like who cares if it's for you, if you're it's passionate, you. if it drives you, can't nobody take that away from you but yourself. Yes. And a lot of people give up on themselves before they even started. Come and on. I've came across this so many times, and it breaks my heart because I'm like, you are a gift, and you're not even tapping into your potential mm-hmm. yet because you're you already seeing you comparing yourself. And I think that's what social media kind of steered people, where you can go and let social media be um, a benefit to you, or it can be something that hinders you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to determine the two. You get me? Yeah, I I definitely agree 100%. And we were talking a little bit before this, and we were talking about making a decision. Mm. So when it comes to your life and how you want your life to be, it starts with a decision. Mm-hmm. And how did you come to terms with making that decision to say, you know what, this is exactly how I want my life to be. This is what exactly I want to do. Mm-hmm. And these are the steps I'm going to take. Like, where did that come from? Because a lot of people don't have it. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, I've always been, I never, I always have never was made to fit in. Like, mm. I never was made to fit in. And so personally for me, I went to school, I tried to do the systematic way of doing it. I have two degrees in business administration and communications. Beautiful. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this and then maybe I'll do a corporate job and do yeah. that. And that was what I wanted. <laughs> but then I'm like, I love traveling. I hate being at now. the same place. I like making my own rules. I like saying this is how much I'm worth, like, or Hello, I'm working for. Here. You get what I'm saying? Like, I like being yes. personally, that's how, mm-hmm. that gives me drive. I like being yes. creative and stuff like that and making my own schedule. So, for me personally, I had to think about, you know, each day is different. It is a gamble, but entrepreneurship is my shush. That's where I thrive, making, being my own boss, you Mm -hmm. know, having my team. So, that was what I knew was for me. Yeah. So, in business, is there any way that you had any training, you had a mentor? How did you get into the lane of being in business and taking your brand and turning it into a business? Um, right now, it's so funny because, like, mentorship, I so many people preached it to me in the beginning when I was first starting, even mm-hmm. in social media. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, find your mentors, find the people who will want to work with you and stuff like that. And I was just like, okay, okay, I will. And I'm over here, like, ask DM people, you want to be my mentor? <laughs> you want to be my mentor? Right. And, like, he was, like, my friend was like, no, that's, that's not how not we go. <laughs> blunt like I don't want right because I was also torn I'm, I'm a bit of an overthinker too so I was mm-hmm. like I don't like people feeling like they're being used or anything so I'm like I'm gonna let you know what it is up right front. so I was like how do I like be honest with them and not but then he's like you just grow gradual positive relationships with people there you go. and you don't it's like don't go in there with like oh this person's gonna be my mentor or this person's going to get me here you just grow relationships and taking that advice from that point to now has gotten me through so many doors mm-hmm. girl I'm literally like, how did I make it here? I'm up in it. I don't sit next to who? You know me, what? Right. Like, and 
like think about the little girl I grew up from. Like I didn't have any resources. My parents don't didn't know mm. anybody. And like growing to where I am, it shows the magic of what social media can do and the positives. Um, but like getting back onto your point, really just meeting people mm-hmm. and being open to meeting people right. putting yourself in rooms being receptive don't just use people don't go in with the yes, mindset don't go with the mindset like oh i'm gonna go and sit with this person and i'm gonna show them this what i'm yeah. working on and i'm gonna shoot my shot because i may not ever don't think like that mm-hmm. i go and i'm like i'm gonna get this shot. i'm gonna see you again this ain't gonna Come be the on, first I time do the same thing like, <laughs> i'm like this ain't the first i go i mean it may yes. be a ton of celebrities in the room i'm like i'm in this room too absolutely no you know you your place you know yeah. who you are and who you are yeah I feel the same way because I walk into rooms and I'm like you know what this is amazing that I'm here and I see all these people but you know what I earned my place here mm-hmm. I'm meant to be here 100%. so when I'm in these rooms I'm not going with a agenda to be like you know what? I just want to grab onto this mm-hmm. person because of their name right our status I don't care about titles mm-hmm that doesn't matter because what relationships are divine, mm-hmm. that connection exactly. will already happen. Exactly. God will place them in my path for a reason. That's what I pray for. I yes. pray for opportunities and preparation for those opportunities. Because when you do that, when you get those opportunities, you're already prepared. Right. Because you sometimes we ask for stuff and then when we get it, then it's too much. That is it right there. Preparation and mm. opportunity. Come on. So many people want the opportunity but aren't prepared. Mm. And it happens every day. And then they go and get um, depressed about it or yeah. they feel defeated. But mm. I'm like, did you put in the work? Did you really put let's in the work? work? Let's talk about work. Please, let's talk about work. Yes. Because I, I see a lot of people, young people, younger than me, mm-hmm. and I know that they... You know, we have this easy button mentality mm. in this generation. And, you know, not to take anything away from you, a lot of things are easier than mm-hmm. it was from generations before us, right? Mm-hmm. But now it seems as though, from my experience and what I've seen, is that they want the easy button. Mm. Someone give me this yeah. instead of me actually putting the work in. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about worth ethic and mm. how important it is in whatever path you take whether it is in the beauty industry, influencer industry, how important it is to have good worth ethic? It depends how successful you want to be in life. If you want to just, you know, some people are comfortable with, I like being told what to do, I like having a good, you know, whatever, then that's that. And some people don't care if they even get fired from their jobs. They're just going, they're flowing with the wind. If you, for me personally, work ethic is so important you have to train it's discipline yeah you have to be disciplined you i have like i wake up every morning at 5 45 a.m wow and do i want to really no 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 saturdays are my cheat days i woke up at 8 30 <laughs> y'all and i feel great okay <laughs> like, but 5 45 a.m what do i do i wake up i give my gratitude i meditate i go to the gym mm-hmm. i i then come back i freshen up i have my breakfast then i start my day yeah when you, my my mentality is you prepare yourself mentally in the morning pos- yeah. in a positive way you'll have a positive day yes. but we find ourselves waking up later and we feeling like oh my god I have to rush and you 
start rushing yep. in the morning, you're gonna have a rush day, and then you're gonna be like, oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I go to bed, I'm cuddling with my pillows. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I did that, and I go to sleep, right. and I'm good. But it, it took me a minute to change that, but mm-hmm. I had to change my work ethic. I used to think, oh, I'm staying up till five o'clock in the morning, I'm putting in work. Just because. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it's the difference between working hard and working smart. And a mm-hmm. lot of people don't know the difference between yeah. the two. And if you put in a good disciplined routine, morning routine and evening routine, and being able to say, with, if somebody calls you up, yo, bro, I want to invite you here, or, oh, so-and-so's having yeah. a party here, being able to say, think, is this going to serve me, my future, and my spirit? Yes. No? Okay, you know what? Thank you, but tonight's not a good night for me. Yes. R- be safe. And that's how I roll. Yep. I've turned down a lot of different parties. And- yeah. Look, people call me all the time. Hey, you want to go here, have a drink? I'm like, I'm good, y'all. I got to wake up in the morning. I got a client call. I don't have time. And I think it's really important, like, setting the tone for your day. 100%. Like, the routines that you have now, either whether they're good or bad, really sets the tone for your life and your career. Yeah. Because a lot of times the things that we do, we get complacent. We get you know, comfortable in our routines, and that can hurt us more than benefit us. Mm -hmm. So that's extremely important. And we got to look at the bag. How much money you want to make? You know what I mean? What kind of life do I want to live? I'm talking about I want to be a millionaire, and I'm on this jet, Mm -hmm. but I have 99-cent store mentality. We cannot do that. So let's talk about getting the bag. Now, you don't have to tell me your business, but in your particular industry, what is the possibilities of financing income girl. revenue? <laughs> Let me say, I got, Deans. <laughs> I got a couple friends. I'm like, girl. Yes. <laughs> but, um, Just give me a ballpark. Guys, the limit. I mean, I know people in my industry that are making over $80 million annually. Okay. So that means that y'all need to get y'all content together. Yeah. Figure out what your brand is, your niche. And, and just pump out some content, y'all. Y'all yeah. got to be smart about it. Yeah. And smart about your content. And I really want to talk to you, too. I love this term, soft life. Mm, okay. And you mentioned earlier that you travel. And yeah. travel has been kind of like your thing. And it has really enlightened you in so many different ways. How did travel open up your mind oh, to God. culture? Girl, traveling is the gift that I didn't know existed really it's a gift that I wish more people would really take advantage of Mm -hmm. because it's something not only are you creating memories you're creating experiences without the phone phone. Mm -hmm. I put my phone down as much as I can I'm not always perfect with it but literally it is so important because okay just to get back on that point because I'm like oh my gosh traveling um it changed my life in the sense where the first place I went to was Costa Rica and I remember there were kids playing outside and they were like maybe like eight seven years old and it made me think back to when I used to play outside at that point I have nephews and I'm seeing them play on their iPads on their phone technology on watching TV and I'm like it was so refreshing to go to these other countries or this country and see these kids playing like and not even just like like little play like they playing laughing like jumping into water and I was like I want to join but I don't want to be a Korean yes it's joy Mm -hmm. it's refreshing and I love that so seeing that really changed my mind also the food in these countries you know like we already know a lot of people know America's food quality is not the best and so 
when you go to these places and the word organic doesn't exist because right, everything already is organic. organic. <laughs> I'm like, can I have organic? They're like, what? Okay. What is that? Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, natural, no GMO. They like right. everything is like this. Right. And it's inexpensive. Like, I'm yes. living my best life. On, when I be living on islands and y'all see me on Instagram on islands, I'm living my best <laughs> life. Okay. When I come back to LA, it's only because I got to work. Right. Period. <laughs> I love it because yes. I see it like so many people traveling. Because I got my passport now, y'all. I'm That's ready to book some trips. And you know what? And you have some amazing things coming up. Yes, honey. Let's talk about Destination Tanzania. Oh, okay. So I have a tour company called Rooted Escapes, yes. and we are taking people to Tanzania for 10 days. And Beautiful. this trip means so much more than just, oh, come to Tanzania. Mm -hmm. Like, let's mm -hmm. live your best life. Tanzania was my first time in Africa when I oh went. And it was when I literally looked in the mirror, I took out the weave, I took out the la off the lashes, mm -hmm. I got rid of my makeup, I went natural that whole trip, and oh. I just was like, I am enough in every aspect. In oh every God. single aspect, I am so enough. Powerful. And I sat with women and I learned them. I was like, I, 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 I spoke with women in the villages and I was just like, you know, um, are you happy? What is going on? Because I didn't know. I um, when I first went to Tanzania, um, I didn't know it was like a Muslim country. So I was wearing like you know like shirts like this yeah. and stuff like that. And the men were looking, and I was like, no. You're like I'm over here thinking like right, LA vibes. Right. I'm like, sir, you cannot talk to me. <laughs> and they they like, oh my gosh, you got to lock her up. Like, right. and all this stuff. So I didn't know, and um, it was just a it was a, a different culture. Yeah. And it was a culture shock for me. And so I'm asking these women, I'm like, how do you feel about being you know covered up or how Having the mm -hmm. men like guide you, and a lot of them were just, I just learned so much from that yeah. trip. And so, Tanzania was a, sh a trip that's changed my life going to Zanzibar, going to Prison Island, swimming with dolphins. Oh my God. Um, and so, this trip I curated, it took me months, and I wanted to make sure it was perfect from beginning to end. And it's gonna yeah. be 10 days again. Um, wow, 10 days. 10 days in Tanzania. I'm taking people there in July, and I cannot wait. It's going to be oh beautiful. God. Hey, it's your girl, Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kinds. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. I can just imagine. I, I think I might need the book. <laughs> because it's just so magical to think about a place outside of the U.S. Yeah. where there's so much culture, so much richness in the soil, yes, in the food, yes. the people and how it changes your life, and that contributes to your wellness. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about wellness. How yeah. important is wellness to you as a functioning adult? Yeah, it's yeah. super important. Mm. I think a lot of people overlook health. Like, we're just like, we live in, I'm alive, I'm healthy. Come on now. But that don't mean you're going to be living alive and healthy for long. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to be, right. you got to take care of your body. You like, you have to take care of your body. And that means in every aspect, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, really emotionally, yes. 
tapping into these little compartments can make you into a super yes. being. But a lot of people are okay with being mid. I know mm. I'm not okay with not being mid, girl. Mm. I don't. I can't. You know, it's yes. like when you are when you feed your mental, when you feed your spiritual, when you feed your body, when you look at yourself in confidence and not in the confidence of like, oh, everybody's gonna think I, you know, I look good or yeah. I feel good or whatever. No, like I literally can sit by myself and yeah. I'm knowing I'm fully enough in that aspect. It's 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 a, a level of wellness that needs to be mm-hmm. more of, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I think health and wellness is wealth. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of people who have money, mm-hmm. but they're not happy. Yeah. They're not mentally well. Yeah. Their bodies may be going through a sickness or something, and they're not even able to enjoy it. Yeah. So even the simple things of life, if we look at other countries, the simple things make mm. people happy. 100%. Like having that joy. But you know, in America, black women have faced so much issues health-wise. Yeah. Um, the pharmaceutical company is not our best friends. And then also, me, my experience, I have PCOS, polycystic Mm. ovarian syndrome, Mm. and that causes a lot of women to have hormonal imbalances, Mm, mm -hmm. unwanted hair, Mm. uh, menstrual cycles not coming. I've Mm. had menstrual cycles not come for months. Um, And that can cause cervical cancer. That can cause fluctuating weight gain. And how important is the food? Like, you are organic Mm. and you are vegan. Yes. So how important is the vegan lifestyle in choosing better with our food intake? It's so cliche, but it's really the thing is like you are what you eat. And I actually just did a post today mm-hmm. on my story saying our food could be our medicine or it could be our the thing that makes us sick, basically. Yeah. And we overlook it because I get it. I came from that upbringing where parents just got home from work. You have to yeah. like go to McDonald's. It's affordable. It's quick. It's, yeah. it's fulfilling. Boom. Yeah. I grew up on McDonald's. Oh, yeah. I was also very overweight at a young age. I was 100 and almost 90 pounds when I was 13 what? years old. Yeah. Did and, not know that. Yeah. And I, I remember we used to do, um, what was it, PE. And they used to mm. like weigh you in front of everybody. And girl, let me tell you, my crush was back there. Come and on they now. must Let's have weighed me. <laughs> embarrassed but I grew up on McDonald's Mm. my dad always fed me McDonald's we would go get donuts in the morning I was slow I hated working out then I was like enough's enough because I hated I I was young and I was insecure about my body so then I started going to the gym but it was funny because I didn't know how to work out so I would literally (laughs) just be one of those girls in the gym like on the treadmill walking and being like okay I'm done (laughs) right I did what I need to do and then not a single sweat like it was so bad and then eventually I really got into the health and wellness lifestyle watching what I eat I was I've, I've been vegetarian I was vegetarian before I became vegan so I haven't had meat in over 10 years wow and the importance of looking at the food if we look at a lot of these foods that were being made a lot of them are GMO a lot of them are being grown a lot of them are being you know in science you know this chemical this chemical and we're intaking that this is a human body we're not little science experiments this is a real this car that we driving with our body like this is something you wouldn't go and put like 80 what is it 81 gas in like in like a freaking Rolls Royce (laughs) like like, why why are you treating your body like that I know my body and I try to give it the best yeah you're right but you know I think sometimes we get a little too comfortable with the type of food we eat we so it's a cultural thing like 
you know, my family from the South. So my too. You know what I'm my saying? My grandma was mad when I became vegan. <laughs> she was like, so I can't cook no green right, food? You know, really ribs? Like, she was mad. Yeah, it, it's like, it's kind of like a we hold on to it, even if it's not healthy for us. Yeah. Even bad relationships, we hold on to is not healthy mm. with us, for us. So for me, like, even I did the 90-day raw vegan. Okay. And I lost weight during that time. That was like, you know what? Let me go back to, like, mm-hmm. eating a little bit. And then soon as I did, my period stopped again. Mm. And I started to have problems with my left ankle, which mm. will swell up for, like, random reasons, y'all. Yeah. So for black women, like, it's so important to take care of our bodies because we are the mothers. We're the grandmothers. We're the sisters. And sometimes the, the pharmaceutical and medical industry don't really take care of us they the way we're not supposed to. You know what? It's like a lot of black women die having kids. 100%. And when you have spoke about Queen of Fua, Sacred mm-hmm. Woman is a gift from God. Yes. Interviewing her, I was so honored because it's true. I've literally held, I have a women's circle, a yeah. book club, and we speak about, you know, multiple things in there and periods and menstrual yeah. cycles being one of them. And there are women who have had, um, hormonal imbalances their periods have been irregular for multiple you know years like uh, extended periods of times and stuff like that and once reading this book once incorporating some of the practices they're like oh my gosh my period's back it's my oh i'm not suffering as bad as i used to whatever the case may be you can heal fibroids in certain ways naturally you know you don't always have to go and get a hysterectomy and all these procedures that they're so quick to say okay yes and give us thirty thousand dollars too right you get me like People forget this country is a business. It's a corporation, yeah. first and foremost. And I look at it like everybody's a little employee. So mm-hmm. my thing is, like, does it really care about you? No, yeah. that's why you have to care about yourself. Man, I mean, you touched on a lot of stuff here. There's literally, I, I just read this article. This guy, he was in Asia. I cannot pinpoint the exact place, mm-hmm. but he was living in the jungle. Essentially, he was like the Tarzan, mm-hmm. right, for mm-hmm. over 40 years. Nice. With his father, his father ended up passing away. He was by himself for a number of years. For 40 years, health was great. Mm. Lived off the land. Mm -hmm. He inserted himself back into society because they ended up finding him. For eight years, he stayed in society. And the man died of cancer. In eight years of being in regular society and eating regular food. So this was recent. Wow. (laughs) I think it was 20... 13. See, this was, okay, girl, don't get me started. Because I'm like, people like, need to mind their business. Like, they take something so precious, and they're like, we have to have we it. We have to bring you back. Yes. Like, he wasn't bothering nobody. Right. And then here you go. Okay, you can come back to society. Everything's okay. Because I think they escaped during the Vietnam War. I'm not going to get too deep. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. him and his father, and he was there for 40 years. Oh, very interesting. And literally, like, literally he died within eight years of being inserted back into regular society. But I think... So, like, off of that, that's why I like traveling and being on islands so much because there's there's difference. A lot mm-hmm. of people, they have their their version of quality a little mixed up for my pers- me personally. Mm-hmm. Quality for me is quality air, quality food, quality yeah. people, quality environment. A lot of people, some people, so I'm not going to yeah, say yeah, everybody, yeah. their version is you know, Gucci this, or this brand, or this Come car, or this, me. and I'm like, is this going to, what is yeah. this doing for you? Right. Like, actually, what is this doing for you? Okay, it's nice, 
Yeah. I'm not a hater. I'm I'm here for it. But I'm like, is it actually doing something for mm-hmm. you though? Is it benefiting you in any way besides socially? Because you true. look cool. But I realize if you like, if you really own who you are, you don't need the glitz and the glam. You don't. I started showing up like when I really like started stepping into my full power. I would go to the club with no makeup on. Hello. Like literally, like what's good and and get hella. And I'm not, I'm not there for the attention, Listen, but literally, but it's gonna happen though. It's the energy <laughs> you put yeah. out. I don't have to throw on lashes. I don't have to throw on the, the lips or whatever the yeah. case may be. I'm here. What's good? Period. I'm enough. And you exert that energy. You receive that energy back. But we we overshadow ourselves with so many things. When yeah. at the end of this, our canvas is is supposed yeah. to. Be so simple. And these filters. Y'all with these filters, uh, yeah, it be having y'all in the chokehold. Filters like, be having, no, okay, let me tell you something. Okay, this, I'm the mixed feelings. You have to love yourself fully, but exactly. I do love me. There are some filters out there. Wait, <laughs> wait, a, minute. wait a minute now. I did something, you know, when I ain't got no lashes on. Yes, like, I, there are some I will put it on. Girl, I'm like, okay. But I don't like the filters that where you look like a completely different person. Yes, like, it changes your whole face. Yes, because I just saw, it be cracking me up, though, because I'm like, who are you fooling? Like, <laughs> like I think in I think it was Paris or France, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me, but, mm-hmm. like, literally, there's um somewhere in Europe, I think they're trying to ban filters. I've seen that. Yeah, because they're like, like all this stuff, and I'm literally just like, they. Somebody said in the comments, they were like, they're not gonna do that in America. <laughs> oh my god, no, they're not. That is so funny because it'd be like I see people all the time, and some people do every picture. Yeah, and they're like, I don't know you. Yeah, until you see them in person, you're like, hmm, they don't look the same. They don't look. And the thing is, we. I don't know the actual terminology for that, but. It's, I want to equate it to body dysmorphia almost. Mm, similar, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously it's a face situation, but it's like body dysmorphia because it's at, at the end of the day, you're not comfortable with what you look like mm-hmm. unless you... I know girls who can't go to the gym without a full face of makeup on. And it's like... Yeah, I've seen that. And it's like... Like, literally, girl, we all in there looking the same. Like, yeah, we all in there sweaty. looking rough, sweaty, you know? And it's like, you're fine. Like, you look good. You're just enough. But I get mm-hmm. it. Like, it's everybody has their own you know yeah. speed that they grow at and stuff like that and I'm not here to rush anybody mm-hmm. but I do want people to really know that we really are enough like yeah. you don't have to go and pressurize yourself and social media has done this thing where it comes with filters or the face tunes and the body mm-hmm. shaping and you know I, I saw this girl I remember being on set one time and the director got this girl and she was supposed to have you know a little badonkadonk uh-huh. on her and her badonkadonk wasn't badonkadonk <laughs> And he fired her right then and there. Period. And so it's kind of like we live in these this this false reality mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this mm-hmm. I'm this supermodel glamorous person on this platform, and on here I'm Amy who works at Target, and Amy that works at Target is perfectly, perfectly all fine. fine. She's just yes. as gorgeous. She's just as dope, and that's what people don't realize. Yeah, this is um, unrealistic expectations yeah. that we put on ourselves, and society has continuously done that to us all the time, especially yeah. black women. Mm-hmm. You know, we like you said earlier, we are the blueprint, yeah. but then everybody's copying and pasting mm-hmm. our features, Girl. our slang. Don't get me started. That that's the culture, is y'all key to the culture. We are the culture. Yeah. We are the blueprint, and we're not saying it in a cocky way. It's just facts. It's facts. 
This is just facts. We're I went to it. Egypt, girl. I'm seeing this stuff. Listen, girl. When I was in Egypt, I'm like, you, oh, man. You, I'm like, you mean to tell me this dreadlocked, braided beard man is not a black man? And they swore up and down it wasn't a black man. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is look like my uncle Mac. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. Like it was the body structure, the essence. I'm like, this is it. And it's like, it's there's just so many things. There's just so many things throughout history, throughout time, and we as a people. I feel like we need to, that's why I'm big on just self-love, love ourselves fully because we mm -hmm. can't expect everybody else to love us if we don't fully accept ourselves. Yes. And that's just facts to me, mm -hmm. you know? Is that, could you relate that to generational traumas that are rooted in mm -hmm. causing us to have low self-esteem, our issues with our skin complexion, yeah. issues with our bodies, um, and self-belief? in breaking those traumas mm -hmm. from things that have been attached to us since our childhood. Mm -hmm. There's different things we all have experienced through our childhood that contribute to who we are today. Mm -hmm. So I know that you have been putting out a lot of positive things on social media and pouring back into people, and it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are still dealing with those traumas from their childhood. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give someone who is trying to break those generation traumas and how can they do so? I think something that people should definitely do no matter how old you are, where you're from, is therapy. Yeah. Like, and sometimes I know it's expensive, so I'll go through other outlets, but if you can do a therapist, there are websites where it's like less expensive and mm -hmm. there's, there's different avenues, but Speaking it to a professional who's not gonna tell you, not gonna tell your business to nobody yeah. is really a safe, comforting thing. It's like it's a thing, yeah. and it sucks because I know a lot of black men. Um, I personally know a lot of black men who are like, mm -hmm. I don't need no therapy. I don't need no therapy. I'm like, yeah. you really need therapy because you don't need <laughs> therapy. Like, exactly. And so when it comes to that stuff, it's like talking about it is first mm -hmm. and foremost. Being able to journal and identify, why do I feel this way? Yeah. What's going on? What happened in my past? Mm -hmm. What am I not healed from? What 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 did it for me? And yeah. we and you'll be surprised what unlocked. And nobody has to read that. One thing I do personally sometimes, I'll do videos to myself. Yeah. And I'm like, this is how I feel right now, and I mm -hmm. have to express it. And a lot of people, I've started talking about it in my book club and, and other things that I'm a part of, and women are doing it, and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's an escape. And it yeah. is because you're, you're saying everything you're feeling that the world you feel like wouldn't accept. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not being slayed by nobody. You ain't putting no shackles on me. <laughs> okay. I'm a, if I got something to say, I'm going to say it. But I'm a nice person, so I'm not going to be, like, Mm, rothy with it, like mm -hmm. crazy with it, but I'm gonna put it in a in a nice little package so you fully understand and know it's meant with love. Yeah. So, you know, it's really interesting. You said, talk about it. Yeah. A lot of people don't talk, and we hold it in our bodies, and that causes health issues. Yeah. That causes mental issues. Oh my God, yes. It's all related. It's yes. literally a chain. Yeah. If one thing is off, everything knocks off, and a lot of the traumas that we experience through our childhood really show up in our adulthood yeah. and it shows up in relationships mm. um, and how we function in relationships. So for you, when it comes to romantic relationships, have those traumas been dealt with so when you show up for your man or show up for mm. your purpose partner, you're able to um, have a healthy relationship? Mm. That's a beautiful question. 
yeah, I would say for me personally, I am, I've, I've, because those was my first relationship that I was in. Mm-hmm. And so prior to the person I was in my relationship with, I dated in the past. And I, there's levels to dating, I feel like. Yeah. So like for me, when I was just dating, I'm just having fun. I'm getting to know people. Yeah. I'm like, we're having heart to hearts and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I might really be enthralled with this person. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my trauma, I kept that so deep down inside mm-hmm. of me. I didn't um, I didn't open that door for anybody, but yeah. there were things that I was accepting that mm. I shouldn't have accepted mm-hmm. from these people. Oh, he loves me because he just sent me a text in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loves me because he just invited me out to dinner. Um, on a Thursday night yeah. randomly. And granted, those could be acts of love and stuff like that. However, don't let that be your top. Yeah. You have to know your worth, especially mm-hmm. as women. We a lot of women I've met, excluding myself, I did not know my worth at a point. And yeah. it was it hurt because I was like this bad girl. Everybody was like, yeah. oh my God. And I'm over here like, okay, well, he likes me and I think he's cute too. And I'm yeah. like, whatever. But there were things that within myself that I was healing that I didn't heal from from my childhood. When I was 190 pounds, this guy I had a crush on um, in my middle school, he like hit me in the back of my head. He bullied me. Oh yeah. God. And I was like, when it came to men, I just didn't know how to really, I used to shake talking to them for a oh, long wow. period of time. Now I'm good. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but then it was a thing. So there was a, there were a lot of things. And I'm grateful to have had my relationship mm-hmm. where my partner was patient with me. He grew with me. He Beautiful. learned me. I learned him. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes you grow in different directions and that's okay but we were still able to communicate that to a to a degree with each other and be accepting of each other so that's so interesting like for me it's been a journey Mm -hmm. like the dating process especially in LA Mm -hmm. LA is different (laughs) (laughs) the dating pool has pee in it (laughs) so it's really like it's it's so difficult Well, a lot of people say this. It's difficult. And my experience has been a little rocky, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. But finding that purpose partner is, like, something that I really aspire to find. And I think this is my year. This is my year. Honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is going to go viral, this is your year, girl. Come on! Let me tell you, it's when you only are focused on you is when you receive that that. I've heard that. It's really, it's like yes. when you least expect it, not when you looking for it. It's when you're like, I'm so into me. Like, how often is it when you're like, focused on you, did somebody send you a text that you ain't talked to in years? Right. Talking about some head, big head. <laughs> I'm like, I was not thinking about you. Why are you trying to right. come and all this? Like, exactly. You get me? So it's, it's going to happen for you because you're doing so much and you only pouring into yourself. I always say you got to pour into you and then let your cup runneth over. Yeah. And let people get that outpour. You get me? So I love that. Y'all, y'all going to see me with my man. I know that's right. (laughs) But other than that, you know, when it comes to affirmations, I think that's important too. Yeah. You know, and understanding that, yes, this is my year, but let me speak it to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, death and life is in the power of the tongue. So what you speak over yourself is very powerful. The words that we speak, Mm -hmm. the beliefs, it's in our body. We hold it here. So when we say it, it is already ours, and we have to accept it. So do you use affirmations? Because it's all around the Internet. 
affirmations and meditation, yeah. but you actually do it. Yes. So how has it changed your life and your perspective by implementing that? I think affirmations for me have, because I it's funny, because at first I used to just do affirmations to affirmation. When I first started here, because I didn't even know there was a word for it like <laughs> years ago. Like I used to just be like, oh, you know, I'm about to say a speech. Like whatever. <laughs> These are affirmations. Like, it what, is. What's that song like? Oh my mama. Oh my. Oh, I look. God, I, I look good. good. Like these are affirmations yes. that we're saying and we're not even knowing. So there's so mm-hmm. many songs that have affirmations yes. that we're speaking upon ourselves and we don't even know. But for me personally, affirmations changed my life because. I started being intentional with my affirmations. Mm. And when I started being intentional, saying, like, I am protected. I am loved. I am a blessing to others. Like, I, and I started seeing that where it wouldn't be like the others that I would think. It might be yeah. like my grandma saying, I thank you for sending me a text. You are an amazing granddaughter I and I love it. you so much. Or my dad sending me something. It's like those things. And yeah. that's, and it's funny because like when people think, you know, they, we often think we're going to get rewarded from the outside, this big old, like, the social yeah. media, all this stuff. Sometimes it takes those little texts that nobody else sees but me, and yeah. it makes my heart full. I love that. Yeah. And one thing I love about you, too, you're big on community. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, you really want to give back to the community in so many different ways. Is there anything that you're doing now that you want to speak upon that is really giving back to our community and pouring back into our community? Because I definitely want to align with you on a couple of things. Girl, we got to. We got to. <laughs> so I think your, your lane of women Mm-hmm. is really important too. Yeah. And aligning with different women and organizations and giving back. Um, is there anything that you would say to young black women oh and give them God. some advice? Yes. I would say you are enough. You are a queen. You are beautiful. You set the tone of your life and the choices you make are the choices that you make and you live with. And and, and, and appreciate yourself, love yourself at every aspect from beginning to end. I feel like, you know, as women, yeah. we're like so hard on ourselves. Oh, I could have done better. I could have yeah. been better. Oh, I wish I would have said this once I get in the car or whatever the case may be. And just know you said what you're supposed to say. Yeah. You did what you were supposed to do. And you love yourself through that process. So I really want younger women to know their worth in this world. Mm-hmm. We really, I see so many beautiful girls and I'm like, girl, you are a queen. You don't even know it. Yeah. And my thing is, like, I remember wanting to be a Disney princess. Girl, I was a queen the whole time. Come on, like, man. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the hell? We are. Right. We and and are. young girls have to know that. Yes. Yes. I, one of my favorite movies is The Little Princess. Let's oh. be clear. That's iconic. Wait, The Little Princess? The, the Little Princess? The one with the girl? And she was in, like, the lot, the, the, she had the little black girl. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girl, wait, remember Blockbuster? I used to have my dad pick me up that movie from Blockbuster all the time, yes. Listen, that is one of my favorite movies because it's showing, like, even though you had your father, your father loving on you, Mm -hmm. and he poured into her the whole time since she was a little girl. She went through this moment of adversity, Mm -hmm. but then when her daddy came back. Yes, and he unwrapped them stitches. I was crying. That used to get me all the time, girl. That's one of my favorite movies. But like that movie and having black women Mm -hmm. be representative in so many different mediums of media, Mm -hmm. movies, television, social media, is so important. So I want to commend you on that. 
for being a soundboard for young black women and women in general because everyone needs someone who's going to pour back into them and that's what you do you pour into your audience you pour into your supporters and i see that every day wellness lifestyle fitness how important fitness is and aligning yourself with amazing brands and people that really can just be an echo to everything that you do. So I'm super proud of you. Thank you, girl. If I didn't tell you before, <laughs> I'm super proud. Oh my God, I'm so proud. Um, so I want you to let everybody know what's coming next for Miss AJ. I got, I got stuff, y'all. I got, like, I can't I say too stuff. much. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I got deals, you know, but um, what I can say, you know, my tours are coming. I'm taking people to Tanzania in July. Yes. So it would be amazing to have, you know, you guys on if you're interested. Um, what else do I have? I have some commercials that are out right now. I got some in the works. So you can catch me on a couple of your television yes. screens. Um, I have, oh, I, by the time this comes out, this should be. So I have my skincare line as well that is Bear Beauty. You can find it at bearbeauty.com. We're yes. all about the shea and the skincare. Yes. And just watch out for me. I'm on the beginning. This is only the beginning. This is only the beginning. Graduated college a year and a half ago, and I'm like, let's get it. You get let's me? get it. You see how we build brands? Okay. <laughs> Empire. Right here, you guys. It's so important to build brands. Yes. Okay? Yes. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. I got some for y'all coming up too so don't worry about it but thank you so much for being on aj you You have dropped some gems and tools i want everybody to follow her what is your at it is at it's just aj love so everybody be like it's just no it's at it's just aj love here we go yes so thank you all for tuning in to Keys to the Culture. Follow us on all platforms at Keys to the Culture Podcast. Go to keystothecultureplodcast.com. Listen in. Watch us on YouTube. We are coming with some heat, y'all. Y'all think this is just a, this one-time thing? Oh, we got some heat We're going to be back, y'all. We're going to be back. So thank you so much. Until next time, y'all have a good day because I'm going to be back and I'm going to be cute. Bye. Bye.